Hey gang, wanted to record a quick video for you. Something interesting happened a few weeks ago and before you get worried, too worried about me, uh, I have autopilot here so we should be in good shape. But um, I got a text from one of our clinical directors and, and partners and uh, it said, by the way, did you see there's a, a PT practice opening right down the street? So we've kind of uh, enjoyed a little bit of a area, territorial monopoly for the last, I think, 10 years or so, have not had one other PT practice, I think within a mile of our office. So a ton of competition in the surrounding area, but um, nothing immediate. So, you know, the hospital system's more than a mile away. All their practices were basically surrounded though by, you know, the two large corporations, five pops practices uh, within five miles, uh, 40 offices between the two large corporate PT practices in our surrounding area. And so, yeah, Pops and then also all three hospitals have their own PT. So lots of competition there. But I, it, it was odd, like I didn't care at all. And last night I went home for dinner and my wife brought it up as well. She said, did you see there's a PT place opening up right down the street? And uh, I said, I just want to let you know, we, we had 35 plans of care started today. And that's for one office. And I, I said, I, I think, like, I think we have this figured out. We're gonna be okay. Um, but I wanna talk a little bit while we're driving, uh, and I'm gonna show you here the office and everything. But uh, I wanna talk with you about a couple different concepts. And the other thing is like, I, I wasn't always stoic or not emotional or about competition or anything like that. And especially early in the game, like I really got wrapped up in what other physical therapy companies were doing. And I just found it was like really, really sabotaging my own efforts. Like it didn't help me create processes if I was worried about what the hospitals or the POPs practices or select medical were doing. Like none of that helped. And uh, I think for a lot of owners, you know, we've had the privilege to work with uh, literally over a thousand owners now. By the way, I'm gonna, oh, I can't flip the camera. Oh, that stinks. So anyhow, I'm driving by the practice right now. Oh, it says they're open, nice. Interesting. So anyhow, the focus would really sabotage or the distraction would really sabotage my focus and it didn't help me write better processes. It didn't help me figure out direct to consumer marketing. It didn't help me create better personnel systems of attracting and training PTAs and other staff. It, it didn't help me create an incentivization program. It didn't help me build like time freedom into my schedule where I could work on my business rather than in it. It didn't help me, you know, create a, a financial reserve that we could go out and buy other buildings and open other practices with no leverage at all, you know, meaning debt. It didn't help me do any of that stuff. But I know like the game of victim is really easy to get caught up in because it's like, okay, the reason that I'm failing is because of something external. So if you're doing that, and I, I know that many of you watching this are well beyond that, and you know you went through this 15, 20 years ago, like I did, but uh, realize that you know worrying about what somebody else is doing isn't going to help you at all. And I think uh, John Wooden, you know the famous UCLA basketball coach all time. Well, I believe he was the all-time winningest coach um, at one point, but won multiple national championships in a row. Coached. Bill Walton and Lou Alcindor, now Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and a ton of other greats as well. 
he was known for just getting his players to focus solely on what they were doing. And look at the results of what happened from that. You know, they just they dominated the sport for such a long time. I think went 88 and one uh, across three or four seasons or something like that. So, you know, when we're talking about you creating max value for your practice, and specifically what I mean by that is, you know, maximum uh, stability. So you can pay your staff, you can take a pay yourself, and everything's copacetic. You're not having to, you know, go to the bank and take out a line of credit to make payday, but you can pay all your bills and you, you have, you know, a financial reserve to fall back on if you go through, you know, a, an audit or an insurance change or insurance capping or tiering or anything like that, you have money to expand. Basically, that's what I mean by stability in your staff, your staff and your team. They feel really safe because they are safe financially. You know, your family at home, they're taken care of. Um, you're not having to make college decisions based on how much money, you know, you're making in your practice or something like that. You're able to uh, provide for your family. And I think that, you know, hits home for a lot of owners as well. They really have like some true goal behind owning a business. They took a huge risk and they're looking for that reward. And that reward, you know, is basically going to build stability in their family. So max value, we're talking about maximizing your stability. Then we're talking about maximizing profitability as well. Again, profits are usually a good thing. I know as PTs, we tend to be because we're good people and we want to help people. There's this idea that if we're not profitable, then somehow we're better. And that's that's a really dangerous viewpoint. It's something that I used to suffer with as well. And, you know, all kidding aside, you can't really have nice space that's valuable in the marketplace. You can't bring on the best staff. You can't train your staff. You can't reinvest back into your practice if you're not profitable somewhat. Also, that carries uh, quite a bit of, bit of uh, burden of stress here. With you as well, and then finally, maximum impact. So, for many of us, the reason that we got into private practice—I'm um, in the shade here, so good. Uh, the reason that we got into private practice was to leave an impact in our area, in our community. We wanted to do things a better way. We wanted to do things the right way, and um, we're able to do that now. But we want to help you know as many people as we can in our area as possible, and really be a, a beacon through and leave a long-term impact that hopefully it lasts longer than we do. I, I think that's the another goal that many of us have. So, you know, how do we create maximum value? Well, you put processes and systems in place. Um, for years, you know, we, we've been running killer marketing now for years now, and that is really a direct-to-consumer processes that we share exactly not only what we're doing at Madden PT, but now, again, over a 1,000 practices worldwide so that you can implement those processes and ultimately that direct-to-consumer system, which is like most of us think of it as like direct access or your past patient list. And it includes a little bit on physician referrals just because the game has changed and we want to keep that door open. But nonetheless, that's, you know, killer marketing. But uh, that's an example of like processes and systems, you know, you should have processes. And here's what I hear a lot of owners doing. They'll say, you know, I want to work on my business rather than in it. And what they're saying is I don't want to treat so much. But for most of us, you know, it's Sunday night. We block out four hours on a Friday to work on our business and that we let that get cannibalized really, really easy. And for most owners, that happens like the whole way up to about 1.2 million in revenue. Once they get beyond that, they've had to figure that out. Hey, by the way, I blocked out four hours on Friday and I'm going to keep that uh, sacred. You know, I'm going to keep that 
open uh, so I can work on my business. And what am I going to work on? I'm going to look at the pro- existing processes we have in place that are in my head, but are either with our team or preferably in writing or on video. And I'm going to improve upon them. I'm going to think through that. I'll be able to work on my business. So, you know, the really when we're talking about max value, it's creating processes and systems that you have in place that the market deems valuable and you're rewarded for that. And for most of us, that whether you're in network, out of network and, you know, accepting insurance, cash pay, et cetera, it's the same game. It's the same principles working across the board. The second big point is, uh, you know, distraction specifically from competition versus focus. And a quick point on that, you know, again, we want to focus on processes and systems specifically in four areas, operations, which for most of us, that's where we're thinking about, you know, front desk, back office. So billing, um, by the way, quick win for us. We just went through an audit yesterday and I was really proud of our team. We actually got more money back. So they did an audit. They said that our uh, documentation was the best that they had seen. And they actually awarded us with more money, um, which is really, really counterintuitive and amazing. So that was like the first round of audits. And they said, you know, we're not going to, there's nothing more that we have to see here. You're good. So pretty cool. And that came, that result, that output came from working on processes and systems with our billing department and also experts out there in the community. By the way, you don't have to reinvent the wheel and do this yourself. We've built a community where you can tap into that and see what other people are doing with regards to processes and systems, whether you're you know, less than a year in practice or whether you've been in practice for 40 plus years or whether you're you know, uh, a small 250K a year in revenue practice or you're gargantuan and you're you know doing 30 million plus a year in, in revenue. We have that group created with diverse group of owners that are all implementing processes and systems and you can look at what they've done and then implement and build for yourself to create maximum value in your community. So it's operations, marketing, and sales. Again, you know, that's what we've been talking about forever with uh, killer marketing and killer marketing secrets. Personnel, pretty big one there. And then also uh, long-term strategy. So again, you know, you can see, you can worry about the, the practice that's opening up down the street and what they're doing. And by the way, so uh, I wanted to drive here very specifically, but, and I can't flip the camera for some reason. Yeah. So over my shoulder is Target. We have a uh, Bed Bath & Beyond right here, Michael's, Kohl's. Um, I'm in a shopping plaza. There's a Hobby Lobby right here. There's a Home Goods, I think is another name of it. And then there's another like home interior store. So physical therapy is not like retail space. Retail, the way that it works, the industry works, is if I'm walking into, let's say, Panera, and there's a... Com- let's say I'm going for coffee and there's a Starbucks next door. Well, now I have a choice and a decision. A lot of people make the mistake. A lot of owners make the mistake and think that therapy is the same way. It is not. Therapy is a destination based business. And I'll give you an example. A few weeks ago, we treated somebody who flew in from Idaho specifically for one week of treatment. When she got off the plane, she, well, first of all, flying from Idaho to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, she passed over literally thousands of other PT practices, chiropractic practices, massage therapists, acupuncturists, anything, anybody that you can imagine um, that can help with cervical radiculopathy and neck pain and specifically conservative care. 
So she flew past every one of them. When she got off the plane, uh, and we're about 20 minutes from the airport, she drove by, let's say, another dozen PT practices, chiropractors, et cetera. Not, not one of them did she stop and say, hey, by the way, I want to see if they have a 20% off coupon like Bed Bath & Beyond, and I want to go here for my PT. It, it's different. Uh, physical therapy is a destination-based business. Believe it or not, on Monday, she made it exactly to our office. She was you know, completed her intake paperwork and everything else and was ready to go. And there wasn't like not one other thought that she was going to go anywhere else for PT. Very, very different than retail space. So don't make that mistake. What you can do again is focus on the value that you're providing to clients and put the right processes and systems in for your marketing and sales. Yeah. So personnel, we talked about having the right people in place, making sure they're incentivized, et cetera. And then also strategizing. So really planning, you know, taking a look at your space. I'll do another video where we talk about maximum utilization of personnel and space. There are formulas. And then as your space or your personnel are getting more and more utilized, now you know when it's time to hire again or go to your pipeline and hire that next PT, that next clinician, that next physio, PTA, et cetera. Or when you can think about open, either expanding space or opening additional office space. Again, a little more complicated than I have time for here, but I'll do another video for you. So you're focusing on you know, insurance or cash pay, creating processes and systems around that. And yeah, we talked about utilization. And then finally, for most of us, like when we're distracted, what happens is we waver. And by the way, if you're playing victim, don't play victim with your team. And like long-term, I think it's even really dangerous to play like victim. It's a little contagious. So like playing victim with your team is horrible. Never do it with your patients, by the way, guilty of both here and also your family. So like if you have those thoughts, you want to talk with ideally another owner that has gone through it, popped out on the other side, and you want to ask them how they overcame that. So like be proactive in your victimization. Hopefully that makes sense. So you, you're in a more, in a better position where you feel and know that you have control and very simply like, what can I focus on right now? Because you know, long-term stability for you as a person, for your family, for your team, and for your clients comes from you focusing on creating processes and systems, better processes and systems tomorrow than you have today. That's what your role is as a business owner. And it's painting that vision of we're creating these processes and systems so we can do that. Really quick, one more share here. And by the way, that's how you maximize stability and impact. I just want you to know that uh, I talk about causation a lot. But I'm very aware that if you're watching this video right now, you and I both hit the genetic lottery in terms of where we live, capacity to learn. If you have a, just think about how lucky you are to have a PT degree, a physio degree, and you have your own practice. That's, that's pretty lucky. So really tough to play victim when you consider that, you know, we hit the genetic lottery in terms of time and place and all the other things that are very, very positive for us. But, um, you know, Yesterday, I was talking with an owner, and he's been in practice for a while, and uh, is in a very competitive area here in uh, northeastern U.S., and he's invested about two to three years transitioning his practice over. He's in a huge hops area, so hospital PT practice. He saw decreasing referrals, and he said, you know, I want to be able to go direct to the consumer, uh, direct access. I want to be able to maximally utilize my space. He's implemented, and he's an amazing student. 
So he's learned and he said, you know, I've been, I feel like I've been dragging the team along and we just did this workshop and he said, I kept saying like, bring out more chairs, bring out more chairs, bring out more chairs. And I think they ended up with 36 people in the room and they only had 20 seats that were available. So in the end, they brought out 36 chairs and they might even ended up like running out of chairs and having standing room only. And he said, uh, you know, like this is beyond my wildest imagination because now all my staff is on board. So realize that at times as an owner, you have a couple functions here, but primarily it's painting the vision for your staff, why they're doing what they're doing, what your long-term strategy is, some sort of transparency. And we can talk more about scorecards and how to do that with your staff in terms of bringing them along, painting that vision and having a team united. But for most owners that we're talking with, on the path to maximum value, they put the marketing in, they fill up their space and their personnel, and now they they say, you know, now what? Now what do I do? So, you know, it can be that effective. You can have that much control, and there there is a next step that we can talk about in terms of maximizing the value, the impact, and the profitability of your practice. So keep an eye out. I'll be creating another video where we'll tie up some loose ends here and I'll be sharing with you exactly what you can do. But if you have competition, don't focus on that. Just focus on what you can control as a practice owner. This is Chad Madden, and thank you for watching.